March 24th will be the premiere of John Wick Chapter 4. So we're going down memory lane, one that started all 2014's John Wick. Trinity, help! Spoilers, John Wick, which was believed directed by his Matrix stunt double. Don't hold me to it. I don't know. Written, directed, one of those guys. There's like two of them. I definitely know that his stunt double is involved in one way or another. You know what? Instead of guessing, let me just look. Google's a powerful tool nowadays. Real quick look on IMDb. His stunt double for The Matrix when he was playing Neo. And you have also David Leach. He's uncredited, but he, I guess he co-directed it. Did you get a chance to rewatch it? Yes, I did. Uh, it was weird because like I was trying to find it online. The mm-hmm. only place that had it was Amazon. Never understood how Amazon does this, but like said, "Oh, you got to rent it." So I go to see about renting it, and they're like, "You don't pay anything." You don't own this? If I did, remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you don't buy it again. Then, well, for me, I have it. At- I bought the DVD and I have the digital copy, so I have it there so I can watch it anytime I want. Originally, when John Wick came out, I was extremely uninterested. I had no idea what it was about. I had no care for it to see it. So I was like, Keanu Reeves with another movie with a guy named John in it. He's like playing like James Bond, but instead of different actors playing James Bond, it's Keanu playing different characters named James, or John, excuse me. He mm-hmm. played... Johnny Utah and Point Break. He was Johnny Mnemonic. Mnemonic, correct. That's sci-fi one. He was John Constantine. Mm-hmm. I'll just say three, right? Yeah, you already said three. Right. I think there's another movie who was John and is escaping me here. And this is his third franchise he's been in. Bill and Ted, that's considered a franchise. Mm-hmm. He did he did all three movies. Also, the he was a voice for the cartoon show, Matrix. That's uh-huh. a franchise. Then all that, all the movies there involved in some um, animation and other like, video games, what have you. And now this, five films total, un- unless there's a six. I don't know how that's going to be. It's probably like pushing 70 when that happens. But this one, when I saw it, when I finally saw it, and I think I saw it, was it on? No, it wasn't. wasn't Blu-ray. It, was, it was on streaming, and it blew me away. I was floored. And how good it was, and not because of the story or what have you, which is a good story, but of the action. I was blown away on the technical aspect of the fight scenes, of the pace, of what was done. And this is like one of those movies also, like, say if, if your friend wants to watch it, or say that if you're looking through your streaming services and it pops up, here, uh, this is what you should watch, or of your interest, blah, blah, blah. I will watch it just like I would for Star Wars A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, Predator, The Matrix, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate, uh, and the Chocolate Factory, the original with Gene Wilder. Yeah. That and, and John Wick 2. I really love those two. John Wick 3 fell for me. It, it, it got a little weak and too comedic. Are we wait? So are we going to be talking about just John Wick or all three movies right now? So no, no, guess, just John Wick. Okay, We're going to start with the one that. Watch the one that started it all. Okay. But I would say, like, here's the thing. that This is the beauty about John Wick. And this is also the beauty about, like, 90% of the films you just mentioned. It's mm-hmm. a simple film. Technically, great. Like, in, in a lot of different ways. And I remember, I didn't see this in theaters, neither. 
I saw this uh, when I back in the day dating myself when I worked at Blockbuster Video when it came out on DVD. So let me pop this in. You're you were still working at Blockbuster at 2014. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying 2014 is relatively recent. It's less than 10 years away, and Blockbuster was still around. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I worked at Blockbuster Video for like about 10 years straight. Never manager. No, I was a a, a shift lead. I became a shift lead, but like they they were so fluid with my schedule. I was working two jobs and to basically like just come in and do do you know work the bank uh, work you were where uh, I was working at the as a teller at the time. I'm getting into myself. I worked as a teller. You asked. Uh, I was like blown away. But it's a simple story. Let's go about that. Like watching it again, you can take it as a revenge story. You can take it as a shoot 'em up, what have you. Yeah. But watching it again and the to do what he did, and again, because I just watched it yesterday for this review, it's a combination of a love story, mm-hmm. a story of mourning, mm-hmm. as well as an action revenge. Because here you have John Wick, a former assassin named or nicknamed. Baba Yaga, the boogeyman. Within, I guess, a week's time or so, because usually when, a, when someone who passes away, the funeral, all that stuff happens within a week. It's really fast. It's like maybe two weeks, maybe two weeks. She was, dan- uh, she was dying of cancer. Like he's, she's the reason why he got out. Yeah. He was happy. He was content. He was on top of the world. But she gets sick due to natural causes. She she dies. Something that's out of his control. Where he used to have control of outcomes because of his work. Her last gift to, uh, to him from her is a puppy. It was her final love. Yeah. To him, or it was a symbol of her love. And then these thugs come in and kill the dog. And what what they did by killing that dog was crush his way to mourn everyone mourns differently and that was his his way of even though one life has ended another life entered his to live yeah unfortunately that was cut short and they took his car again from rewatching it there's a different i saw it in a different perspective okay a different point of view still good it didn't really change much but it it did change the connection i guess of where he's coming from and why he's doing it because he turned his grief into anger, grief into action. Mm-hmm. Was it the same way you saw the first time when you saw it recently, or did you see it at different like I? Well, quick question, and I don't know if you remember this. Does that not sound similar to? And I could be wrong. Like how Death Wish was, like if someone had some family taken away and he seeks retribution. Well, is Death Wish is a combination of stuff where. Um, the cops wouldn't do anything. Fair point. So he took in his own hand. He became a vigilante. That was, was some, some more ra- by memory. So yeah, yeah, it was like a random thing where that happened, and the, the girl was it was his daughter. I, I believe yeah, his daughter got raped. She was like off. She wasn't right in the head to begin with, and she committed suicide like immediately after that horrible incident. And the, like I said, the cops wouldn't do anything. So. Charles Bronson's character, not mm-hmm. Bruce Willis, Charles Bronson's character, took in his hands to go after that. And then it spread out. It became like a Batman thing where it was just, it spread out to other people, not just those affected with 
the immediate action. Yeah. Where here is just immediate. He's just going after. All he wants is that kid because he understands what they're saying. He recognizes the voice to those who attack him. Yeah. In his home. That's all it is. He's just drive. He's like, he, and he was done until another, like another one close to him dies. So, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's like that old saying, like, I thought, uh, I only think of this from like the Jackie Chan Adventures cartoon where the little girl was like, I was out, but they pulled me back in. That's from Al Pacino in Godfather 3. I, I, I never watched Godfather 3, but I, I, that was in Jackie Chan Adventures too. <laughs> Which, I took it from them. It took it from the Godfather. Yeah. Okay. And that was John Wick. He's like, he's out. He knew the people that, uh, not like directly knew, but he knew who they were. If anything, he had a dead giveaway when he got that call from. Right. Cool. It was a Vigo. Vigo. Yeah. Vigo. Well, Vigo called him and was like, that's my son. You know, and then John was like, just let me have him. Just give him to me and everything will be all straight. Yeah. He was like, an eye for an eye. Yeah, John was very equivalent in exchange. He's like, he took something from me, I will mm -hmm. take that back. So he's taking back their lives in, in mm -hmm. exchange. In that case, it's a very logical thing, and they explain it very well. Like, he's a man of driven purpose and drive. He's not a yeah. rational guy. Very leveled, and he's very aware and stuff like that. So, yeah. And, uh, real quick, though, uh, the, the budget of this, again, it didn't do very well in the box office. The budget for this was like between 20 to 30 million, which is considered low film nowadays. And it made 86 million in the box office. But where it really made bank is on the DVD sales. Yeah. That's where it made bank. That's where people are like word of mouth because I guess other people were like me tired. They were still coming off of uh, Matrix. Well, not just that. It's just like, you know, again, another John character because we had him in this John Constantine and stuff like that. So the advertising for it wasn't really much. But again, in the DVD sales, that's where it really ramped up because this now is like it's over, way over. Globally, is definitely over 200 million. Has to be. Has to be by now for the DVD sales. And which is a great, that's, that's a blockbuster. Even 86 million where it came out in the box office, which led to later down the line, the following chapters. You have some well-known stars here. You have William Defoe. You have John Leguizamo. You also have the one who just passed away, Lance Reddick. We, we know him from, he's on, his voice is iconic. I think he's voiced in Vox Machina, the Amazon Prime show. Yeah. He's one of the dragons. He was also Thomas Wayne in that Batman podcast that we reviewed a while back. Ian McShane, legendary actor right there. His voice is so iconic. We also have Bridget Monahan, who played the wife. She's more like a cameo. It's a very small role. We also have uh, Adrian Paliki, who's Miss Perkis. She was awesome. Wasn't she Mockingbird in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? She was Mockingbird in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. She was uh, in Orville. Yes, 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 yes. Alfie Allen, he was in Game yes. of Thrones. I call him the guy you love to hate because he's been in a lot. He's been in other projects where he was like, you don't really appreciate him. <laughs> well, this one you hated right here. Also, Daniel Bernhardt. He's in almost all the Matrix films. He's in here. He's, he's in the film Nobody. He was also in that Mortal Kombat show a while back. Okay. He was a stuntman. I mean, they even had Kevin Also, Nash. Big Sexy. Mm-hmm. Well, going back to Daniel uh, Bernhardt, he was also prized Jean-Claude Van Damme's character in Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah. 
two, three, four, blah, blah, you know, all those sequels. But anyway, a lot of great talent here. But for me, the action. And also in this, we are introduced into a new world. Yeah. A new world into itself. There's like a secret society. It's more hinted at in this movie than in the other films. Like in this film, like you see the secret society, how everything's running, but it seems like it flows decent. The other films, like they go heavy into it. They really explain it. Well, it's like a soft introduction. Yeah. Into it. Like you, you know what's going on. It's like a world of hitmen and stuff like that. And that lifestyle where you go to the continental in New York and you can't conduct any business. It's more like safe haven. Yeah. You can drink, you can have food, you can relax, but you don't have to worry about being attacked or you can't, you can't fulfill a contract on that property. Oh, also we have, and I, and I trained with him and we went to the same martial arts school. He's from the Warriors. He's from Dreamscape. Oh, Randall Duck Kim. He was the key master in the, in the Matrix. Wait, but the, the key master in the Matrix, he wasn't in the first movie. Yes, he was. He was the one taking the care of the stitches that he got cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. David Patrick Kelly. So I've trained with him when I was in Sado Karate in New York. It's kind of cool when I see people that I know personally. And they, you know, of course, he's, he's a, a legend in the field. He's been doing several movies and projects. But was, when, I saw, when I see that, I was like, kind of cool that I personally know him because we've hung out a couple of times here and there as well as trained together. Before we go into even more in this sense, like, let's get right into the, the good. What made you like John Wick? Simplicity and technicality. In what aspect? Think of it like a dish, like when you're eating. So like mm -hmm. some sometimes the best meals are the most simplistic meals, but they're also the hardest meals because they're the easiest to mess up, right? Like a like a good uh scrambled eggs. Easy to burn your eggs, right? This movie, very simplistic. Like even though we went into the story and everything, break it down to like the flow of the story and the breakdown of the story, kinda of like the raid, you have a like transition of the story is very easy and smooth. Nothing really too complex. They hint at the world. There's really not that complex in it. Beautiful action. Great execution. You can follow along with it. They don't get overwhelmed by adding like 20 different plot points to 20 different stories. And the movie's not that long. Can you say the same thing but shorter? It was the exact opposite of what I just explained. <laughs> no, basically it's just really quick story. Easy to process in the mind. Followed by great execution of the action in the story. I compared it to The Raid because I thought The Raid was in that part. You know what I'm going to compare it to, right? Star Wars. Yes. A movie like Star Wars, just like this, the simplicity. <laughs> you have a little drama at the beginning, have a little of that there going on. Mm -hmm. But which and Star Wars would you compare this to? The first one, the original. So who was Obi-Wan? No, I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about the characters. Well, if you want to go with Obi-Wan as Ian McShane's character. Okay. He guided him. He helped guide him, right? But okay. when I'm talking about the simplicity and the sense of story, Princess gets captured. Okay. Boy finds out that she gets captured. What does he have to do? He has to find a way to capture, uh, to rescue her. And in doing that, he meets Han and Chewie and he gathers the team. Okay. And then it's successful to rescue her. But then there's a little something extra at the end. We got to blow up the Death Star. And here, same thing. We get a little intro of the character, and we see that instead of being someone needs to be rescued, 
something is killed, which represents his wife or love of his wife is now destroyed. Now he, what he's doing is not trying to rescue, but to act out revenge or honor his wife in that way. And then when that is done, there's still a little extra at the end that he has to do. Okay. So that comparison there. There's several things that I like, like little bits in here, but the major stuff for me was when he gets all Baba Yaga, where he gets the suit back on, his hair is slicked back. He's waiting for people to arrive because he knows what's next. He, he's been in. Oh, you were asking like what scene for me? Because I, just, I originally asked you, what did you like about it that makes you want to see it over and over again and stuff like that? And that's a good, well, long explanation, but. You're right. It is simple. It's to, to the point. There is no real need to give explanation for everything. You yes. Just, but what I'm saying here, for action-wise, or for me, I mean, it doesn't have to be action for me to have my favorite scene. But I, for, as a martial artist, a former martial artist, the smoothness of his technique, how he took down the guys, his efficiency with the firearm and all that stuff, all in a suit. Yeah. For me... Quite mesmerizing and impressive, and it is just again, it's, it's telling a story because again, with the suit on, it's like that. He is going back into that world that he left. For me, um, I would compare that to like a more grounded version of Equilibrium because they basically okay. had kung fu. Well, that I think that was the first one that was identified as kung uh, fu. Yeah, Equilibrium. And then, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then John Wick uh, refined it. Took that. Refined it, took it, and so like that. Right. That one scene you were talking about, that first true John Wick scene where he's oh, taking no, out all the people in his house was a good scene. It shows us, too, how much of a badass he was, why he got that nickname of Baba Yaga, the boogeyman. Or, no, he's not really the boogeyman because he he's goes, the he one they send to kill the, kill the boogeyman. But also, real quick, I forgot to mention that this movie is basically a flashback. Yes. When the movie starts, we see John come out of a car that crashed, and then he starts to look at his phone. And then we get all the information which led up to that scene yeah. in the beginning. So the, everything is just a flashback, which was smart, because usually, usually stuff like that fails. But the way they executed it, because it doesn't, it's, it's quick in the beginning of that. Yeah, because you're wondering like, how he got that way and so forth like that. They don't stay on that too long mm -hmm. you see it boom, 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 and then it shows real quick and then without going back to present because that's what happens a lot of times a lot of movies will do is we're in the present we do a flashback we come back to the present go to the flashback come back to, it's like back and forth where here it was just here it is we're at the present now let's show you what happened that led to there yeah and then they finish a little more with the dog you know walking away with the dog with this new dog that he found now my other favorite scene in the sense of action, was when Miss Perkins and him duke it out in his room. Oh, pure Brazilian jiu-jitsu beauty. Oh, my God. I was like, the way they had her, and then she used her jacket as part of her weapon. Granted, kind of wanted because she puts the jacket into her mouth and has it there for a long time. When I saw that, I knew what she was going to do it with. You know, yeah. Use it. I just thought what she put in her mouth was a little too long. But, and again, the whole back and forth with him and her, her spinning around, pivoting, trying to get into a better position. It was just, again, pure Brazilian jiu-jitsu beauty. And that was like, 
won me over when I watched it the first time. And I have to say, everyone pretty much, besides Vigo and his son, stayed of cool about them. Yeah. I mean, Vigo had a little bit of cool. It was near, yeah, the, end, they, near the end he started losing his cool. What Vigo represented to me was pretty much how his son was. And it says, act all tough when you have people, friends around. But when you're by yourself, you, you scare it. I mean, honestly, like, let's be honest, though. Like, there was, like, one scene where he had a shotgun to his face. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. But a lot of times where he would coward. There's so many times where he coward. Like, he was real tough when he beat up his own son. Mm-hmm. He was super tough because he knew he had that power over it. When Wim Defoe's character went to shoot him, he grabbed his, his goon and put him in front of him and coward onto his knees. I mean, there was multiple times where he was threatened. That leads me to my, what I didn't like when John and Vigo finally face off because Vigo killed Marcus, which was yeah. played by William Dafoe. And that was John Wick's, like one of his best friends, if not the, his, the best friend that mm-hmm. he had from that world. So all that time, he didn't really act tough in front of John when it was just him and John or when John had a gun. Or, but there... At the end, when the rain is falling, Vigo's trying to get to the helicopter to leave. John stops him, and then they want to fight. And I'm like, how is he beating or connecting John? He shouldn't be able to touch John, but yet he's, he is. And then he pulls out a knife, showing that he's not a man of his word. He's a, still a coward by yeah. nature. But that scene reminded me of Black Belt Jones. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. But Black Belt Jones with Jim Kelly. 1970 film. Towards the end, Jim Kelly and his friends and these goons that they, because he's fighting the mafia, some truck or something like tips over and bath suds, like if a machine washer starts to cover the streets. And Jim Kelly is taking out people left and right, pop, 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 pop. And then he's fighting like the main hunchman who's old as shit. But the old man is connecting, pop, pop, boom, boom. It's like you and not. And you'll see, like if you ever see it, the guy's moving so slow to hit Jim, but he's he's connecting. And so that scene with John and Vigo reminded me of that. John just finished taking down 300 guys since his return. But you have this one guy, one-on-one. I'm sorry, it's not really believable for me. Here's how I took it watching that scene. You're right. He's like the big boss. He's a little bit of a scumbag. And, and he takes every advantage he can. John Wick, by this point, has been shot, stabbed, hit by cars. He's pretty much like the Terminator, but minus the exoskeleton, the endoskeleton inside of him. I took it as, one, Vigo is on a suicide pact right now. He's like, you see him in the car, he knows what's coming. And he's drinking, and he's getting, he's getting ready for it. He's losing it a little bit, bro. No, he's definitely losing it. And then by this point, he's like, come get me, John. I'm ready. I mean, he's still going to fight dirty. I would assume, this is me assuming, even though you're a scumbag of a guy, you don't become a head boss of, a, of an organization like that without knowing how to fight someone, maybe not to John Wick's level. But John Wick being injured as he is, I, you know, it's like a handicap. No, I understand, but it would have made more sense then if John Wick, when they faced off, was hurt, meaning that limping or one of his arms is not working. And stuff like that. I understand that. But he wasn't. He was off. Well, granted, being hit and all the stuff, right. But he was still fresh in that way. He had all his limbs. He had all his dexterity. So he was able to 
So in my opinion, that's what I think. It was like that made the story weak. I mean, I guess I couldn't figure out a way to how to take out Ego. Yeah. And how to how to close that chapter, if you will. I mean, they, they could have just they, took him out real quick, but then it would probably wouldn't have felt as a conclusion, like the final battle. I would have been okay if if, if John took him out real quick like that. Yeah. Like it, it like for me, in a way that like in that scene where Vigo has a knife and then John sacrifices himself to take the knife, it made no sense to me where he he we seen him do sambo, we see him do jujitsu, we seen him do judo, like he's done he we saw him execute multiple martial arts styles to take down several hundred guys, be it with a gun, stick, what have you. And so he has the two hands on a knife where he could easily put one and put it into the eye or he did that. He put one guy, he put, he, yeah. he put his finger in the guy's eye. eye. Yeah. But I mean, I had an idea about that too. It was like John Wick really wasn't a man that was on a mission to live in all honesty. All his reason for being was gone. And yeah, but we don't see that. We never really saw that he wanted to kill. It's not like Lethal Weapon. Mel Gibson's character, Riggs, or Murtaugh. Riggs? Riggs. True, but like... You saw that, like... That's what I'm saying. We I, saw that. He tried to kill himself a couple of times. We saw that he is suicidal. Yeah. Here, we didn't see that. We saw that he's depressed. That his, you know, part of him was gone. But we never saw him that he wanted to take his own life because he thought he had no life to live. But he also didn't feel like he had a purpose. Well, if that if that's the case, then why would why would he go after that? I mean, that was his only purpose. Once he was done with Vigo, like what what other purpose was he going to have? With Vigo or the son? Uh, well, Vigo brought like he was done with the uh, with everything, and Vigo brought him back when he killed William Defoe. So. You know, he he wasn't gonna go after Vigo. Vigo made him come back after him. You're right. He was like I said. He 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 was done. But it's like pretty much like his all his walls, I guess, that he had being his friends, his wife, and all that stuff were crumbling down. But he did find a purpose to live. Obviously, at the end, because he didn't commit suicide. True. He found a new found a new dog. Arguably by accident, though. True, but still, he chose life. Yeah. I mean, he chose life before he found the dog. He got yeah. up. Yeah. Well, because that was because he was said, watching the, the the video of his wife. True. But I'm just saying, though. I get, I, I, I'm willing to wager if he didn't look at the video of his wife, he wouldn't have gotten up. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, it's also said in, in, in her note, too. You know, it says, you know, not to harp, you know, to. That's why she brought yeah. the dog. Though. Regardless, that point right there with him and, we, and Vigo at the end, I find that extremely weak. It wasn't really creative as the others yeah i, I can tell you a scene i didn't understand i like the the overall scene there was just a moment in there so the nightclub overall moment in the nightclub he's sneaking up on everybody it's like covert hitman style he's just going in and then he starts he, he's right there you see Vigo's son he's he got some in his eyesight line line at the right you're talking about the bat at the bathhouse in the grotto yeah but he doesn't take the shot. I never right. understood, even watching it this, uh, this time, I never understood why he didn't take the shot. Because I'm, I'm, at first I thought maybe he's waiting for like a more personal moment. But when he actually does take the shot later on, no, it was like real quick, boom. I'm like, huh. When he did that at the warehouse, it was close. He got real yeah. up and close and personal and shot him. So I guess that's what he wanted. 
Nashville. And then there, I guess at the bathhouse, John was like, not yet. Well, I guess he wanted little time to relish. And then at that moment, it was too fast. He didn't have the relish. Like when we see him in the warehouse, he's kind of relishing it because he's walking. He's taking yeah. his time. He's like, he's not running to him. He's not, you know, in, in a hurry. His hands are down. Every step he gets closer, he knows that this guy is done. John was just, boom, shot him and just walked away. I guess, and I guess you're right, because I, I, I totally agree with that. He had him dead to rights. He didn't take that shot. And there was nothing in the way to interfere. This will be my last point that I, I did enjoy. The introduction of his character. So we talked about the scene in the house after he gets suited up. The whole verbal introduction, which basically was completely done in the trailer. But right. it was still a good introduction of a character. Like that moment where he's talking about it. And as he's describing him, you see John Wick's character hammering away at the cement floor, which is like, an immovable object being beaten away by sheer force. Well, it's very symbolic, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's very symbolic, yeah. I want to say clear the sins, but in a way that, you know, like, he still had it. Like, he knew someday he will need that. True. Even though he buried it under concrete, he didn't get rid of it. He always knew. I guess the, the, the concrete represented personal shell he put on when... He left, meaning that he was no longer a killer, right? So when yeah. he's breaking the cement, that body cast that he, that he had that he put on himself was being broken down so the real John Wick can emerge. Yeah. But I also do like one more thing is how simple and clean, like you said, how this movie is. It's direct. It's simple. It's how Miss Perkins is taken out. You've been it's, excommunicated. It's just, right. I just thought that was just beautiful. Just simple. No mess. No frills. Just get it done. That, yeah. See see, like how she was taken out? I would love to be similar to how Vigo was taken out. This is definitely worth the watch. Absolutely. Definitely worth the own. If you're a martial arts fan, if you're a Keanu Reeves fan, if you're a fan of action, action James Bond thrillers, kind of like that, spy, all that stuff goes... Even though it's not really spy, it's just a world of mm -hmm. contract killers. It still has that spy James Bond feel. Characters are cool as shit. And then you also have Allstate guy. Is it the Allstate guy? The guy who played the lawyer? He's also oh. in the commercials. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, played by Dean Winters, Avi, the, the, the lawyer. He's the comic Funny. relief for uh, a good portion. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's a Vigo. English, please. English. But which is also funny, Vigo sounds very Italian. I don't know many Russians. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know how many Russians that know or named Vigo. I just found out. Uh, I don't know if mom told you this. I just found out that our grandmother wanted to name mom Olga. And I, I'm like, that. that's a Russian. That's like a Nordic name. And apparently that's very popular in the Spanish communities. No idea. I, I did not know this. I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> um, she does not look like an Olga. I, I, I feel like... Your name somehow dictates how you're going to look in life. <laughs> she would have came out a different person. <laughs> All right, guys. That is our movie review of John Wick. If you have a movie for us to review or would like us to review, please email us at tales2bros at gmail.com or leave a comment below. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. Love you, bro. Love you, too.